0: future, if this tape is ever found, and they play it back, they'll realize how desperate we were to be talking about maybe one of my least favorite films ever, Contagion, but it's kind of ironic to be talking about Contagion during a contagion, or during an epidemic. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a movie that uh, was a plague upon the career of many people in it, and it's utterly forgettable. But... It wasn't entirely untrue, and it was actually better researched than most films that use a pandemic theme. There's a few, the ones that are obvious are Outbreak and Contagion, um, almost any zombie film. Yeah, Pand-
1: pandemic and zombies are kind of the same thing.
0: Except for the zombies can act, and nobody in Contagion really bothered. <laughs> so, But I want to talk about it, because any movie that starts out essentially with Gwyneth Paltrow's autopsy is a great film at least potentially
1: well in a movie that's 10 years old somehow enters the cultural zeitgeist after being completely irrelevant and forgotten
0: well the studio that that put this uh movie together must have thought well, we'll just forget about that and move on to the next film that we can make and pretend we didn't make this film Mm -hmm. and they locked it up And then they prayed that maybe someday somebody would get, like, a weird contagion that we would be able to talk about, and this film would become suddenly relevant. And you know what? All bets eventually pay off. In a a never-ending timeline, eventually uh, a million monkeys will be able to come up with all the scripts of Shakespeare, except I don't think that's true. But one monkey was able to wrap out this thing. So, contagion starts out with the death of Gwyneth Paltrow, which really could be the end of any good movie. But... (laughs) In this one, she starts out, but I always kind of looked at it like, is this a more? When I first started out, it was a moral statement. She's cheating on her husband, mm-hmm. um, but who wouldn't cheat on Matt Damon? I mean, seriously, if you had the opportunity, well,
1: paunchy fat Matt Damon.
0: Yeah, not the good Matt Damon, not the born Matt Damon, but uh, Michigan Matt Damon. Michigan Matt, yeah, uh, the Matt Damon that you see in uh, uh, World Police. Uh, oh. Uh- Matt, yeah, that, that Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. Damon yeah. Yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> In this one, especially when his wife's laying there and they tell, her, they tell him she's dead and he said, no, that's just her acting style. <laughs> um, but instead, uh, they're talking about uh, the fact that she had a seizure and died and the doctor can't explain why. So uh, it starts out with, with her having an affair uh, while on a trip, mm-hmm. but it also sort of lays clues out as to how the contagion started. And how it got from wild populations into a, it starts out with a bat population, mm-hmm. which was a kind of a funny little thing about this one. But then it gets into the uh, swine population, and then suddenly somebody doesn't wash his hands. So really, realistically, this is a film that reminds us that if you use the bathroom to wash your hands. <laughs> so instead of having that sign on the wall, it should play this movie on the wall of every bathroom. In every restaurant in America, in China, in China, especially, and in China too. So she's overseas, and she comes home, and suddenly she's she's got the sniffles. However, she manages to infect everybody that she comes in contact with, mm-hmm. and that's where this film is actually interesting because it suddenly doesn't become. There's no bad guy in this film. I mean, the the no. the villain is is the plague. Um, there's there's no bad person. There is one person who has questionable moral standards and he uh uh, jude law and he plays the best paranoid journalist Mm -hmm. exploiter i've ever seen i mean really you know he lays out like he's had the disease and he was cured by his special um potent
1: yeah that he that he's patented patented yeah it's his own personal concoction yeah
0: made of um i can't remember what it was hyacinth or uh, I think it was hyacinth or uh, whatever um, it was. It was uh, forsythia. That forsythia, was, yeah. Forsythia, yeah. and that that cures it. And then later on in the movie, they kind of accuse him of never having had the disease. And it actually talks a little bit about of a lot of things that we're seeing here, like governor, government paranoia, mm-hmm. and how important the government becomes in this situation, and sometimes the overreach. Mm-hmm. Um, in this movie, the CDC, is a bunch of good guys, and realistically, in the in this event, I don't know that CDC is as much a bunch of good guys as we'd like to think they were, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of times they were sort of uh, taking money from both sides and pretending that they didn't really see anything going wrong here.
1: Well, yeah, in Contagion, the only um, the only downside to the CDC is um, Lawrence Fishburne uh, uses the information that he discovered about the virus to help his own family when he wasn't supposed to tell anybody. Yeah, which uh, that I think that's the only. Because remember at the end of the movie, Brian uh, Cranston comes up to him and says, there's going to be indictments for this. And uh, just, I don't know. It, it's an interesting idea. Like this guy was doing it in the best interest, but he was doing but you're not supposed to. Well. Where does your job outrank, outrank uh, caring for your family?
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean this is almost, uh, it, it's almost like the General Flynn thing going on now, where you have a, uh, a person who decided to lay down for his family and mm-hmm. say, I'll take the consequences. And. Um, And at the end, he he does. this guy backs off. But uh, Lawrence Fishburne is not. So he he takes the red pill and goes all the way down the rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Um, On the other hand, um, he's good in this. And uh, the feeling I get um, when they cure the, uh, or when they find the initial cure for the virus um, is the one thing that makes this film interesting to me because you see all these people searching and searching and one scientist and she, and puts together the cure and then she's forced with how do i test this and she tests it on herself mm-hmm. which is not how that would really happen no. um and probably would you know could backfire ugly like then a, you'd get world war z
1: that's it's one of the movies like um little dramatic flourishes where it kind of steps outside of the boundaries of how it probably would have been handled just because they wanted to make that character a little bit more noble yeah Back, I think she works with Dimitri Martin.
0: Yeah. Well, and then they—they they, yeah, really Dimitri Martin a low point in any film. What, what is he doing there? Yeah.
1: What are you? Are you
0: going to draw something now?
1: I thought it was two thousand
0: nine. The clown fell off a ship. Oh my <laughs> god. Um, but here's the question I got in—in in this movie—is uh, did they not sign the lead actor? Because who's the lead actor in this film?
1: Oh, it's the virus. It's called it's contagion. But um, you're right. It's almost like they um, everybody Steven Soderbergh w- worked with at some point. He, uh, he 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 uh, got into his cell phone and took all the names out. He said, hey, Matt, what are you doing?
0: Yeah. Well, and he does go get Brian Cranston, which is kind of pre... Um,
1: right before, I think, the first season of Breaking Bad. It was in the middle of that, that time era. So
0: he was Malcolm the Middle Dad and, yeah. not, and not Breaking Bad Dad.
1: Well, so. Brian Cranston's interesting. He kind of had, at, at that point in his career, he had, like, little roles where he'd just pop up and stuff.
0: Oh, no, he was always good. So. It was even in uh, in uh, Saving Private Ryan when he uh sitting there and he... He's got one arm lopped off, and he's re- and he's writing letters now to, to the parents of dead GIs, and yeah. uh, he he actually becomes a, a very human. Um, well, he's the
1: catalyst for that movie taking place. Yeah. He who says, "Let's go, go get the rest of them before, th- go get uh, Matt Damon before yeah. he dies. Go get Matt Damon. <laughs>
0: we need to shoot, uh, we need to shoot Contagion real yeah. quick before he dies. Yeah, everyone seems to always be saving Matt Damon in these films. He's like. a good MacGuffin. Yeah, he's a good MacGuffin. So anyway, other than that. Um, it's not a terrible film. I mean, I, I look at Outbreak and I think to myself, at the time, I liked Outbreak more only because they had a Cuba Gooding Jr. And, uh, oh. <laughs> and and he actually shoots a monkey with a dart gun that if he had missed and hit it in the head, would have killed it and would have mm-hmm. led a lot the contagion out of the little town of wherever'sville, California, and they would have had to blow it off the map anyway.
1: Well, between the two movies, uh, I mean, which do you like more, Contagion or Outbreak?
0: Now that I've been through an uh, epidemic, I would say I'd rather see Contagion only because it—they tried to take a really serious look at what it was like to um, handle a contagion, as opposed to uh, outbreak, which is really an adventure flick that they just hung an epidemic on to make yeah. it like more. It's, it's a great MacGuffin in that movie, like you know,
1: we're gonna blow up this small town because yeah. there's virus, and
0: we everybody gets out. Um, we're gonna kill. Well, it actually,
1: but, and instead of Schwarzenegger, it's Dustin Hoffman in the lead role.
0: The only thing about contag—I mean outbreak—that I like was um, uh, the uh, oh my god, the actor who was so good in it was and he explaining the Constitution to everybody, and uh, he goes, "This is the United States Constitution. I read it cover to cover. Nowhere in here does it say that you have the right to shoot uh, to blow up a town of five thousand people in California." Um, See,
1: so, yeah, like. That
0: wasn't Donald Sutherland. Like no, it was wasn't Donald Sutherland. Guy. Donald Sutherland was a really good bad guy in this one. Um But in in the... Uh, uh, and, and he passed away almost. Oh, J.T. Walsh. The oh. great J.T. Walsh. was
1: probably his last role, too. That was his last was the role. same year he died. But, yeah,
0: and he was really a great actor. And he was great in, in uh, Outbreak. He's the only thing in Outbreak where I go... Well, there's an actor I like.
1: Actually, you can do a whole podcast on J.T. Walsh. Like, he did, um, what was that Kurt Russell movie, uh, Breakdown? Oh, Breakdown. He did um, uh, The Negotiator. A lot of just middling movies where he kind of elevates
0: Well, and he shows up as sort of the uh, guy that's willing to compromise himself for the truth or Mm -hmm. for money or for anything you want him to compromise himself for. Put me in the movie i'm, I'm ready to go in, and coach
1: yeah he that's a guy where uh him dying kind of cut like he could have been in a ton of good movies in the early 2000s right? well, he, he was
0: in a ton of good movies and and i always liked to see him when he passed away i was really sad he was um i thought it was one of the biggest losses for hollywood in my lifetime really especially in the middle of his career because he's he's always he tells a really good story and he always got his attention especially in, in uh, uh when, he was, when he did uh the kurt russell film um breakdown uh, breakdown he was oh, he, really, he, he, he's, he's the heard. villain
1: Oh, he's such a great villain because there's a there's a point just a, a little tangent there's a point in breakdown where the entire movie when you discover who it, he is like he's just the bad guy but then they go back to his house and you see him drive his truck in and he meets his kid and his wife yeah and it's just all of a sudden he plays the family family man really perfectly <laughs> well, has a terrible has a
0: terrible family you always talked to his kid into killing Kurt Russell yeah so in a way but uh... In that movie, the only thing about that movie I didn't like was he was the world's worst truck driver because he didn't notice Kurt Russell hanging off the oh, side of his truck, crawling up to get behind him to hide <laughs> to get to go to find <laughs> his wife. I'm sorry, but the average truck driver would notice someone crawling along the I'm side. Sure you of can truck. hear it like yeah. going under your axles. Yeah. So. Oh, that's Kurt Russell. Quick, stop. So anyway, of those two movies, uh, before I would have said Outbreak because
1: just a fun '90s action. Well,
0: later. it's got my favorite actress in it. I love Rene Russo. Um, she's wasted that. Wow. Yeah. Well.
1: She's know. wasting a lot of things.
0: Yeah, but I do like her. I mean, I, 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 she's um, was hot and uh, it w- was like intellectual. She was um, for the uh, the movies that she got into. She always made them a little better, and she was really cute. So well,
1: actually, um, it's, this is turning to the actors' uh, filmography podcast, but uh, I really like her in the Lethal Weapon movies. I think she actually made those last two watchable.
0: Oh yeah, The fact, that she was able to uh, marry. A character I didn't think they would cho- chose a woman of her or chosen a woman of her years to be Mel Gibson's love, Mel interest. Gibson's love interest in this. Yeah, you because know? she's the older, Mel Gibson, I think, in this movie. I
1: think so. Well, she does the same thing in um what what's the major, major League? She's got yeah. kind of the same thing.
0: Yeah, she always shows up as the pretty girl, and, and that's kind of a waste of her talents. But you know when she was in uh, the movie with uh, Pierce Brosnan where he's stealing all the paintings. Thompson Crown affair. Yeah, uh, Thompson Crown affair, which was a sequel to an earlier film and was better. Than the first one. That's the first, one of the few times in my life I've ever seen a sequel or a remake of a film that was way better than the first one.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But that was sort of, that's sort of a problem with Steve McQueen films because Getaway was a better version the second time around than I thought the first time. So, (laughs) I don't know.
1: Or uh, was Fast and the Furious, was that Steve McQueen too, the first one?
0: Uh, All of them were. I I don't know. No, they weren't, but maybe. The other thing I want to say though about um, Outbreak was that because... They, uh, they, were able, they did things in the movie that you wouldn't normally have gotten away with like they managed to talk a woman who is in charge of private records oh, yeah. into giving them whatever she wants and then she says well I sleep with this guy's you know this guy's wife ain't gonna be too happy about it so nice. it's like a payback um, I don't know I mean there are just too many things that had to happen perfectly like finding the one monkey yeah. that survived it in, the, in literally the woods of Northern California which I've been to are fairly large
1: well, and it's living on the deck. of like this little girl's house. Yeah.
0: And and, and if she touches her, then she's gonna get the virus. This is the theory that they're working from. It
1: has a biter or something. No, yeah. I think just touch her. Yeah.
0: But but I mean, when Kuba Gooding Jr. shoots it, if he shot in the forehead, like his aim's off, or the wind blows. Yeah. Do you do we have to keep?
1: Do we bring the monkey in alive?
0: Yeah. Does, does the monkey come back? And then the monkey actually does live. Yeah. And Kevin Spacey dies. And that's a good
1: choice. Well, Kevin Spacey has the weirdest haircut in that movie. Like well, he's, he's also the
0: weirdest red. character because he, he has no, he, he's supposed to be a really, really brilliant researcher, mm-hmm. an important part of the team, and all he manages to do is someone screw up bad enough that he gets killed.
1: Yeah, well, and they never, he never has like that one scene that proves why he's the, the genius they bring yeah. him in for.
0: Other other than just being uh, sort of the alternate, alter ego to uh, Dustin Hoffman's character. Yeah, he's a
1: conscience kind of.
0: What And again, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, in, 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 there's Rene Russo again in... Uh, just,
1: but she, and she's almost a non-entity there.
0: But this time she's getting divorced. So she's the bitter woman. Yeah. And they're sending her off. And she's actually a better doctor than Dustin Hoffman. Because Dustin Hoffman did sell out at one time um, <laughs> to become part of the military. And, and that's where I, that film falls apart. Dustin Hoffman, I, I believe, is a major in this movie. Oh, yeah. Or a colonel. He's a colonel. Yeah. And uh, so I'm thinking to myself, that army's going to lose. <laughs> cool.
1: And well, and Rene Russo becomes the ticking clock at the end. That they yeah. have to get that monkey back before yeah. she dies. She's got to,
0: yeah. get her out of this. But we can let Kevin Spacey go. And this is Kevin Spacey before he got into trouble for certain things that we don't want to talk about right now. This is um, when everybody
1: liked Kevin Spacey.
0: Yeah, this is when he was like really good Kevin Spacey. Like, oh, we got Kevin Spacey for this film. Let's kill him yeah. a third of the way through it. So, <laughs> and and not letting him do anything. I, I thought he was a, it was a waste of his time. In fact, the last thing I saw Kevin Spacey in was the uh, movie where the driver, Baby Driver. And he I mean, was actually Jackson, really great in Baby Driver.
1: I know, it's so sad because now you go back to Baby Driver and it's like, ooh, he's in there.
0: Yeah, yeah. ooh, that ruined that film.
1: I, I was telling somebody, too. I, I, I got into a whole conversation about how um, just because Kevin Spacey's a monster in real life, it doesn't mean I can't go no. back and watch his films. But I tried watching The Negotiator, and it's like, oh, there he is. Yeah, oh, Oops. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, don't, don't
1: get behind that guy. I, I'm, I'm supporting Sam Jackson.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, so of the two, I will say I like Contagion better. I do, um, yeah. But I will watch Outbreak because it's easier to watch. Because Contagion is kind of a slog. and
1: it, Well, and it just makes you feel so uncomfortable the entire time.
0: Well, and then they, they they just attribute so many evil things to America and Americans and government in general that after a while, I just kind of thought, ah, I'm done with this. But then, then they, they uh, fool a little village in Africa to steal back their yeah. scientists. <laughs> and, they, and they feed them fake... Uh, um, viral uh, killing agents that uh, really are just water, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, we'll trade you for this, for that," and then they walk off and laugh. Mm-hmm. Well, they just shoot the villagers and then take her. Oh, I right? yeah,
1: just, and then they, well, it's kind of what was that movie from the '80s with uh, the African village where the Coca-Cola bottle drops in oh, the sky?
0: The gods must be crazy. Yeah, it yeah.
1: reminded me of that, that same African village. Yeah, <laughs> the
0: guys are all going, "Wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> this isn't really good." And then they throw the Coke bottle back to the <laughs> gods. Like, "Yeah, we don't need this."
1: Before we wrap up. Um, uh, one thing about Contagion, what would you say your favorite or least favorite vignette from that movie is? Because it is just a lot of little movies kind of strung together.
0: Well, Jude Law's character is so uncomfortably uh, awkward in that movie that anything, he, anytime he's in the movie, it kind of it stops for mm-hmm. me. Um, but real realistically, the the parts that work in that movie are intermittently spaced with bureaucracy. That that's yeah. kind of the The problem with Contagion is that they don't know how to fight this thing. The, the people who are supposed to have the answers don't have the answers. They're just as scared as everybody else. Um, so, I, I and I guess the the uh, African village part of the movie was just, I thought, extraneous. Um, I thought Ken Damon getting his daughter um, laid for prom was pretty awesome. Um, oh, end, Matt, Damon's Matt Damon, up, yeah. Damon. Yeah, when Matt Damon gets... Uh, his daughter, a prom date, and then he's like, well, I'm going to take off now, so if you guys want to go and have sex, go right in. I'm going to
1: go cry in the closet with yeah. my dead picture. Yeah. And my wife's
0: pictures. Yeah. I'm this gonna woman hold, cheated on me. I'm going to hold my wife's cell phone. Hey, what's this number in yeah.
1: here? Uh, one thing that always stuck, to, stuck in my mind is the Kate Winslet uh, stuff.
0: Yes, actually, I, that, and she goes, stop touching your face. Yeah,
1: well, and she's the scientist who knows everything about viruses. And then she ends up being the one who contracts it.
0: Who, who's dead. And she yeah. goes, I'm sorry. And then, they, then they're burying her in the in the field. And you're like, in the masquerade. With everybody else. And you're like, oh, that's not good. I think
1: that's the one thing that contagion does really well is um, it just gives you that paranoia about getting sick.
0: Well, the, the other part is when they're cutting off uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's head. And the other doctor goes, what do you want me to do? I want you to stand step. back from the table. I want you to step away from the table. <laughs> so <doing> let's <laughs> so let's step away from the microphone and, and recommend Contagion as a movie well worth watching after this ends so we can critique how our government did.
1: Yes, um, but also maybe let's not wait 10 years because I remember seeing this in theaters with you. In an empty theater, nobody else was there. Now everybody pretends they've seen this. Yeah, I know.
0: We were the only ones that did see it. I remember going to it because I thought at the time I liked Matt Damon, and I still do. And Steven um,
1: Soderbergh just got off of Ocean's 12, 13?
0: Yeah, and, and it's not I want to see it, but honestly the, the the movie at the time, no one, you're right no one was there. I, I remember sitting there going, wow I, I guess that's, uh, that's the end of this film. But, and
1: I think it left theaters the next week. Yeah, just like Contagion. In and out, yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, so hopefully in the future we'll have something to review. I'm not going to review Scoob. Um, Scoob. <laughs> I refuse to pay $11 to watch a cartoon.
1: Well, considering Drive-Ins are probably coming back, uh, maybe we can review something that's playing there. Although, the ones here in Sacramento that have been playing, um, it's mostly been older, like, Indiana Jones films.
0: Well, I I wouldn't mind reviewing Indiana Jones, because I think that's a way better film than anything we talked about here.
1: And there's a lot to rank in Indiana Jones. Like, Crystal Skull and comparing it to the other three, I think there's something interesting there. I
0: I would say that of all the films we talked about today, if I had to recommend one, Baby Driver.
1: Baby, uh, baby driver I'd go back and watch baby driver or um, the negotiator
0: yeah negotiator um, Breakdown. lethal weapon actually um, lethal weapon three lethal weapon three <laughs> and uh, that would be uh, in the Pierce Brosnan film um, oh, the Tom Thomas Pranfer, one of my favorite <laughs> films
1: yeah what we're saying here is there's nothing really worth watching anymore yeah we're,
0: we're digging we're digging we're... our own grave <laughs> all right next time.